Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Tony is going to speak today. And uh, so come on up, Tony. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to uh, be together this morning. And we know that your spirit is here. We know that, Father, you are with us. And I believe and firmly truly do believe that you have a message through Tony this morning. And Father, we just prepare our hearts and open our minds and spirits to receive you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Great is thy faithfulness. Truly, we can say he's been faithful in all that we do. He's been with us every step of the way. He has allowed us to gather today to worship him. Where many are not gathering out of fear or whatever is going on. But we are here. Just so you know where I'm going this morning, I'm going to speak first. Then we'll give the opportunity for the Holy Spirit, any ministry that needs to happen. Just so you... Uh, Understand where I'm headed. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will come now, infuse this vessel, and speak as you what you want to be said. In Jesus' name. God's had us on a journey for some time. And it's very interesting. I want to review for just a minute the last couple of months, January through July. In January, we heard, are you ready? In July, we heard, are you ready? Last Sunday, we heard about surrender. In January, we heard, had a word on surrender. Then in January, we heard, it's t uh, time is short. In Ju July, we heard, it's time. January 20th, we heard, judgment is at the house of God. Throughout January, right up to the present day, we've had words on trust, faith, and wait. A few weeks ago, we had the word, why are you holding back? The significance of that word is, it was spoken nine times in that service alone. Then we heard words like, Water falling, trees coming down over the, uh, the, the falls with leaves that eventually will bud. We heard another significant word was, why are you sitting at the back of the bus? Move to the front. Why is this wor these words being repeated over and over? One thing we know about God is 
He's all merciful and gracious. And that he has, he wants the ear of his children. If I thought about it, as I was thinking about it, hearing. And my, the question came, are we really hearing? We can have selective hearing. We use that sometimes on people. We only listen to what we, we want to hear, and the rest we just don't pay any attention to. Sometimes we just dismiss what's being said. Other times it is soon forgotten after the service. What happens in our lives after a service when a word's been given? What happens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with the words that are given? Are we listening? Are we following? Are we trying to say, what God are you saying to me, God? When God speaks in the house, he speaks to us as individuals, and he speaks to us corporately. And so we have this problem with hearing God obviously, or God wouldn't have to repeat. Proverbs 4 and 20 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. He also says in Proverbs 8 and 34, Blessed is the man who listens to me. And throughout the Gospels and Revelations it says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Are we hearing what God is asking? Are we hearing? Are we listening? We can hear, but not listen. It can just, we hear it, but we let it go right over the top of our heads. You know, as parents... We all have experienced the times when our kids don't listen. And we'll say, are you listening to me? And sometimes it requires a little firmer hand. And there are times when we just move them off to time out with an expectation that behavior is going to change. And the next time I speak, you'll listen. And each time that behavior continues, there may be different penalties for not hearing. What happened to Ananias and Sapphira when they didn't listen? They both died. What happened to Moses when he didn't listen to God, became angry and struck the rock twice instead of speaking to it? He didn't get to the promised land. God is trying to lead you and I to greater blessing and what he wants to do in our midst. But we have to listen to the Spirit. We have to be... God is very patient with us, has been. He's merciful, repeating the calls of the things that we have not listened to. So, remember, God speaks and he repeats but the door can close. 
there can come a time when God said, you stubborn people, and close the door. We don't know when that time is. But he said, it is time. Last week he said, are you prepared? What's the other real problem? It's obedience. We can hear it, but do we obey it? Again, like parents, we ask, they, we, we ask them to do something, and they'll do just the opposite. We bring in discipline, but what is the expectation? The expectation is when they're ready to confess what they did and tell us, well, I'm going not, I won't do that anymore. Most of the time we know they will. We're not much different. God understands us. God knows us as human beings. C.S. Lewis said, obedience is the key that opens every door. Disobedience is the heart, what the heart wants. The heart wants what the heart wants. Human beings. There's you, for you and I, there's no such thing as partial obedience. You're not partially pregnant. You're fully pregnant. Obedience is full. And it goes back to that word of surrendering. And, you know, we're on a journey, and the journey's not over yet. we got a f hopefully a few years ahead of us yet. And we will continue to grow and develop over that period of time if we listen and we obey. Disobedience is as rebellion, is rebellion. It is an abomination to the Lord to obey is the highest form of worship that you and I can give to the Father. Why is it we have such a problem obeying? Well, human nature is there. We uh, not necessarily, uh, doesn't come naturally. There's always that piece of us that think we know better. But... God has told us time and time again, fear and pride keep us back. What are we afraid of? Our Father is abundant in mercy and grace. He's not out to uh, punish us. He's not there to make, uh, to make a fool of us. It is for our own good. But we fear, what will people think if I do this, if I say that? Will they think I'm all this and I'm not? Well, fear and pride goes before a fall. And we know the old saying, pride goeth before a fall. And there's that nature of ours that says, I want it done my way. 
We don't particularly like the way God is prescribing or asking us what he wants us to do, but we want it done our way. God's way is the best way. Doesn't mean it's always easy. Obedience may cost us something, but the outcome is what God is looking for. He's making you and I diamonds. When he found us, we were in the rough. And some of us were pretty rough. And he's had a lot of chiseling to do to this point in time, but he's not finished with us yet. He wants us to be perfect. And we know perfection only comes on the other side. But there'll be less that he has to do with us. And mortality will put on immortality and we will be a shining diamond in his presence. His glory is though his children. Why would someone die for me or you? If you can scan your life, which some of us do as we get a little bit older, and you think, God, why were you so merciful? And it's all about the love of the Father for his creation. And he gave us a will. And his desire is that we choose the better way. That we hear what he's speaking. And that we obey. See, some of us have difficulty obeying because of our perception of the Father. Not all of us had fathers that were the best. I didn't. I was afraid of my father. And it took me a while to understand the Heavenly Father because I related to him as I had related to my earthly father. But really, when we come to that place where we recognize God as a loving father, an unconditional lover of us as individuals, he knows us by name. He knows every thought we have. He knows why we veered from the path. He knows all about that. He still loved us. He died. He, he was buried. He rose again in power and in victory. And he gives you and I that same power to have victory in whatever he's asking of us. He is an unconditional lover. What God really wants from you and I this morning He wants to do great things in our individual lives and in the church. Let me tell you, the church is alive and well. It will triumph regardless of what we're seeing and the things that are happening. We will triumph. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The enemy cannot destroy the church. The enemy can destroy us if we allow it, but it doesn't have to happen. 
because God has made a provision for you and I to be victorious. Victory is ours day by day, hour by hour, and minute by minute. We are without excuse. Everything that we need to be victorious and to live an abundant life has been provided. The Lord gave Charlie a word one time, and we still go back and reflect on it, about a truck with all kinds of gifts in it, backed up to the church, but nobody was taking any gifts. What does that say to us? God has gifts and resources for you and I that we're not taking advantage of. He has provided it. He will give us the strength and the ability, whatever that gift is, to use it. Because gifts are not for our own benefit. The gifts are given for the use among the vineyard. Those gifts are for the body and for the world out there. People say, well, I can't. You know what? You can. The Holy Spirit is the powerhouse. God has told us he wants Mosaic to be a powerhouse. Well, we're not quite there yet, or we'd be at the front of the bus. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing so that when somebody comes through that door, they feel the power and the might of the living God. He wants us, when people pass us in the street, to know there's something different, that they will feel the presence of God and the Holy Spirit in our being. He wants to do great things for you, for me, and for this, the church mosaic and the church corporate. But what are the barriers to fulfillment? Hearing what God is saying, understanding what God is saying, because, you know, you can get a picture, we can hear a picture here, what is it saying to me as an individual, and what is it saying to the church? And you and I have a responsibility to figure out, uh, to go to God and find out what it is. It doesn't, should not leave our head when we step out that door. It should be a word that lingers with us all week, and we know what God is saying to us as an individual and what he's saying about it to the church. Therein lies some power once we know, because we can pray effectively into that word. But it doesn't work if we leave it at the door. We cannot leave it at the door. If we really want the fullness and everything God wants for us as individuals, as a body of believers and the church corporate, we need to listen. We need to listen. Last week we heard, prepare, prepare, prepare. It is time. God gave us the warning, time is short. And then in July he says it's time. 
Time for what? It's time for us to hear what God is saying, and it's time for us to obey what he's saying to us as individuals and as a body of believers. That is the road from the back of the bus to the front of the bus, and that's the road to the powerhouse. And the powerhouse is you and I, filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power and unction to speak, and it is done. I'm not there yet, but I hope someday I will be. May it not be years, may it be days or hours. We have given all authority in the name of Jesus Christ. He died, we have resur- he provided resurrection power. You and I are a privileged people. The only thing that is going to hold anything back for you is your obedience, your ability to unplug your ears and hear what God is saying. James 1 and 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Psalm 128 and 1 said, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience. It's one thing for me to hear a word. It's another thing to accept the word. And then it's another thing to obey the word. What is our challenge? Our challenge is is to allow the Holy Spirit to unplug our ears, to to give up uh, um, self-selective hearing, because there's not a word that's spoken that's not for us in some way or other. What, but we are responsible to f- know what it is the Spirit is saying to us and to obey. Do not hold back. Nine times. How many times does God have to say something before it takes root? Let's not be like Moses and disobey and lose out. He didn't get to go to the promised land, did he? And now Ananias and Sapphira had a deadly outcome because they lied and held back. God has said to us, hold not back. You and I need to be able to let go and let God Easily said, not as easy as a human being. Think about the things you've been praying for that get you all in a tizzy. Let go. You know, you and I make a mess of things when we get involved. But God has his own gentle way of dealing with situations and bringing them around. What God is saying this morning really is, will you listen? Will you hear? Will you obey? Do not hold back. Let go. 
and allow God space in your life. We have seven days a week. We come here on Sunday. We hear a word. What do we do with it the rest of the week? God doesn't speak for no reason whatsoever. He loves his kids. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be strong. And he wants us to grow. Relationship. Relationship. How many times have you heard in this assembly, repent and confess? It's really all about obedience, isn't it? God is looking for what we heard earlier, full and complete surrender. He wants you and I to be vessels that he can work in and flow through. Think about the day somebody comes up to you and says, just follow this scenario for a minute. Someone, someone you don't know comes up to you and says, hello. Uh, who are you? I've seen you around a lot. And you carry on a bit of conversation. What is the ultimate of that conversation? We may have missed an opportunity. Or it could lead to this kind of a conversation. Aren't you the person I saw driving such and such a car that somebody cut in front of you and you acted like a maniac? You never stopped blowing your horn? They didn't see Jesus in that, did they? Jesus is working on us so what we come in contact with, they see Jesus. We should never, there are times we never have to speak a word. And the highest thing you can hear from an individual is, you're a Christian, aren't you? Because they perceived in our behavior, whatever they felt in our presence, they recognized we were different. And then that opens other doors. So this morning, that's my word. Listen. Really hear what the Spirit is saying. Don't drop it. Live with it through the week. And be obedient. And obedience is not easy. And it may cost us something. You know, there are some people holding back because they're holding tight to something else. And they're afraid if they're obedient in this one thing, they'll lose this thing. It isn't worth anything. That other thing we want to hold on to isn't worth it. We have to let it go. So let's just switch gears a bit. What's the Holy Spirit saying this morning to the body? Anyone get a word, picture? Sounds like a good summary to me. Exactly. Our light cannot be hidden under a bushel. Anyone else? 
The living water flows from Christ. He will meet our thirst and our hunger every time. But how hungry and how thirsty are we really? Therein lies the question. Are we really hungry? Are we really thirsty? I've been speaking a lot of things over again. Over again. I want to pray for Harold. I want to say a prayer for you, Harold. God is here. The great physician is among us. The Holy Spirit is flowing. And so join with me as I pray for Harold. Heavenly Father, we come before you on behalf of Harold. We thank you for him. We thank you that you are with him. But Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come. The great physician would extend his hand. And that, Lord, Harold will arise in newness of strength and spirit. That, Lord, he will arise to the glory of Jesus Christ, the one who died for him, the one who rose again. And, Father, we pray that we will hear good reports about what God is doing for Harold. In Jesus' name. Is there anyone here with a knee problem? And it's specifically... The left knee. Let's stand. Those with problems with their knees. Well, we got that one. <laughs> Heavenly Father, you have identified people struggling in the physical with their knees. Lord, you are able to provide synovial fluid. You are able to fix the tendons. You are able to correct the arthritic changes. There is nothing impossible with you. And so for each one, Father, that stands here, we, we believe on their behalf this morning, Father, that you are going to touch their knees and that, Lord, they will have strengthened knees. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The pain will be gone. And, Lord, they will have new joints that they haven't experienced in a long time. Be, be, receive that which the Holy Spirit gives unto you this very hour in Jesus' name. God bless you. What a wonderful God we have. He knows just what we need, when we need it, and he doesn't look at us and say, oh, that thing. Well, well he didn't pay any attention to me this week. But he's paying attention to us. Regardless of our weakness, regardless of our mistakes, he's still got his eye on us. He still cares for us. And he wants us to be healthy physically, spiritually, and emotionally. God made us as we are. And he is a tender, loving gardener. He gave the earth to man to look after. We've messed that up. So he said, I'll just be the gardener of my kids. And guess what? He knows every need we have. And he will meet every need we have. For those of you today who are struggling, it could be emotionally. It could be just 
because of things that happened this week. The word of the Lord to you today is, I am by your side. I know what you're going through. Trust me. I will lift you up. I will meet your need. That which is a problem, I am aware of. And I will be with you and walk with you. And you will arise strong and healthy. The one who's depressed this morning. Depression is a terrible thing. God weeps when you weep. When he sees his children so down, things so dark. This morning he says, my child, let me be your joy. Let me be your light. When you can't walk, Take my hand. Hold my hand. See my face. Do not believe the lie of the enemy. He would have us all depressed if he could. But he's speaking to that one this morning saying, Arise. I am the light of the world. I am the source of all joy. And... I will walk beside you, and that which is dark will become light in Jesus' name. I think it's time for an offering. I think I've burnt out. Thank you, Jesus. He is here. Thank God. What will we be without him? So, is there a song coming up?